Do you remember the point in your life when you became an adult and your life with your parents, your relationships, your relationship with them changed? Well, probably not because it's most likely a gradual transition, a slowly shifting balance punctuated by the occasional memorable moment like, uh, I don't know, going to university or getting your first car. Unlike previous generations that had more clearly defined milestones like, well, getting a job, marriage, even having to move out to make way for younger siblings, these days that's all changed for a number of reasons. But there is this point at some stage where that relationship changes. So how do you navigate being either an adult child or the parent of one? Dr. Lawrence Steinberg argues in his new book, You and Your Adult Child, How to Grow Together in Challenging Times, that factors like work and the economy mean that we're moving through our life stages at about five to ten years later than our parents. I'm delighted to say he's with us. Dr. Lawrence Steinberg, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm well, and I'm intrigued by by this body of work of yours. You say that we've got terms for toddlers and teenagers, and then it kind of drifts off. We don't have a word that describes, well, adequately, the adult child. We don't. And it was a long discussion that my editor and I had in coming up with the title for the book. I think it's because what is typically written about people this age, people in their 20s and 30s, doesn't write about them as sons and daughters. It it's just uh, covers their lives as um, romantic partners or college students or workers. And so we didn't have a better word for it than adult child. It's not the most exciting phrase, but it, uh, it tells what it is. Mm, kidult is one that gets flooded around. <laughs> and I think that sums it up because there is still that power balance that has to be struck in the relationship. But lots has changed. It does start to swing the other way where the person who was once the carer can become the one who's cared for. Sure. I think that that occurs later than the time range that I've written the book about. But certainly there is a a role reversal that takes place. I think as the parents enter their 70s, perhaps, and as the adult children enter their 40s, when the parents become more dependent on their children for help. Yeah, okay. I think perhaps the exception there is IT questions, where I think that that starts a bit earlier. (laughs) Yes, it does, yeah. (laughs) But let's talk about that, that stage. I suppose maybe from 18 onwards, where once upon a time, you know, you might have been given a little bit of land to go and farm, or maybe you married into another family and you went and lived with them. What happens now? Well, what happens now is that it's a it's sort of a seemingly endless, delayed, prolonged passage from adolescence into adulthood. It takes people much longer to enter the main roles that we associated with being an adult, having a career, getting married, having children, establishing your own household. Um, and it, it is taking the current generation of young people 50% longer than it took their parents. Um, so things have changed during um, a very short period of time. So is this an entirely economic cause behind this or is there something else going on? 
I think it's mainly economic. Um, it takes longer to finish college, which means that the young person is economically dependent on their parents for a longer time. Um, and all of this slows down launching a career, and that in turn slows down renting your own place or buying your own place, and that slows down getting ma getting married and, and so on and so forth. So it's a kind of cascade. I, I think it originates in the economy and in the workforce. So we've heard the expression arrested development over the years, but is that an apt way of describing what happens to that adult child who does remain at home longer than before? I don't think so, or at least I can say that there, we don't have any evidence of it in the scientific literature. Um, so I'm not sure that um, delaying the entry into these different roles is so bad for you. Um, in fact, I wrote a book about this issue previously, but I didn't mention the parents in that earlier book. And it occurred to me that maybe this prolonged transition has a huge impact on mothers and fathers that no one has been discussing. And it's not just for families where the young adult moves back into home. Well, that is its own challenge. But it's for families where the young adults still need their parents' financial assistance and emotional support for a longer time than their parents anticipated and for a longer time than they anticipated. So let's talk about that relationship then. They are, well, kind of, I mean, they love their child, presumably mothers, fathers, carers, whoever it is. There's a temptation to rescue. There's a temptation to step in, to smooth the path. Is this where, is this part of where some trouble occurs? I think so. Um, I think that parents often don't recognise that this is a period of time in the young adult's life when they're trying to individuate from their parents, separate, become independent and demonstrate to themselves and their parents and the rest of society that they're capable, competent adults. And when their parents intervene too much, even if it's well-intended, I think that it undermines that process and it makes the young adults feel uncomfortable. And that's why they often reject their parents' help and advice, except for the monetary part. Um, and so there's this tension between their economic dependence on their mothers and fathers and their need for emotional independence. And I think that, that, is the, that that's the rough patch that families have to navigate during this time. What about, I mean, both, both, I guess both this generation and the one previously have been delaying having children for some time. Is there also a kind of social captivity going on in the family home that the parents may have let go of their social life to a degree because of demands of work and parenting. And now their children become their social outlet. So there's also another burden on the child or the adult child. Well, I think so. And I think that a lot of adult children worry about how their parents are doing. And they don't know really yet what their role is in their parents' social world. Um, because in the past, I think that once young people finished college, they, they went off uh, into their own orbit. Um, and now that orbit contains their parents 
And this is something that's unusual and new, at least in the States and in Australia. Um, and I think that individuals are sort of puzzled and perplexed by it and they just don't know how to handle it. Yes, and both sides, I suppose, uh, at risk of smothering each other. We're talking with Lawrence Steinberg. He is a world-leading developmental psychologist working in the relationship between parents and children in his new book. I wonder if you might be able to you know, tell us a few things that you believe are great ground rules for these relationships as they evolve and, and transition Firstly, I suppose, what about advice? Is advice helpful or not? Um, I think you can have too much of a good thing because um, when you're giving advice to your adult child, it sometimes may make your adult child feel like you don't believe that they're capable or competent. So the advice that I give in the book is um, speak up if something terrible is about to happen that is going to cause irreparable harm. But most of the time you should bite your tongue and you should wait to hear from your child that they'd like your opinion before you offer it. And what about the other way? How do adult children feed back to their parents? Well, I think um, it's very important that each generation understand where the other one is coming from. And I tried to do my best at writing a book that was compassionate, both to the young adults and to their parents, and to try to have a reference point for each to be able to understand the other. And so I think that, uh, you know, the young adults need to understand that their parents, their generation of parents has been very involved in parenting since they were born. And it's very hard for them to stop being so involved, even though their young adult children may think that they don't need to be. And so I think that it's important for parents and their adult children to keep the lines of communication open um, and to talk honestly and frankly about how they're getting along. It's such an important part of life, isn't it, that, well, I guess from 15 to 25, what you're doing in that decade really defines who you are. And often you'll find later on things that you discovered in that time have become the, you know, the the basic platforms of your life and skills and your friendship groups and, and your knowledge base. So it's such a, it's so, it's such a formative time. It's hard to resist, I imagine, as a parent stepping in and saying, Hey, look, you're really good at this and not so great at that. You know, it's a temptation, I guess, many parents aren't able to resist. Right. And I think that that temptation is exacerbated by the fact that it, takes young people so much more time to enter into these adult roles. So one of the things that I hoped to do in the book was to suggest some things for parents to think about if they're worried that their adult kid is floundering um, because they, they, they may look at their child's progress toward adulthood and think, well, when I was that age, I was already accomplishing X, Y, and Z. And, and a, a second bit of advice that I give to parents is, Get that way of thinking out of your mind. Don't say when I was your age to your child and don't think it because you were their age at one point in time, but the world was a very different place then. <laughs> Just ban the words. <laughs> what I did or what, what we used to do, yeah, just take them off the table altogether. 
So then um, setting a boundary and allowing them to be, yeah, well, I'll just reset that. So allowing them to be free is what you're saying. Stepping back, biting your tongue, holding back when you feel like you want to intervene is your advice to the parent. Yes, but at the same time, making sure that your child knows that you're still there. Um, So I'm not saying that parents should back out of the relationship. Um, I think that a lot of them believed that as soon as their kids entered their 20s, that parenting was over. Well, it's not. And it's going to go on for longer than most parents had anticipated. Uh, I don't think that many parents expected that they would be supporting their kids financially when their kids were in their 30s, but many are. But by the same token, I don't think that many young people thought that they would be asking their parents for help when they were in their 30s. And so uh, I, I, I just think that parents have to be there but not be enmeshed in a way that's going to make their child feel that they're not being allowed to grow up. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's complicated, isn't it? I was uh, I recently lost a friend and um, at the funeral, his mother had died many years earlier and it became clear something I knew but hadn't articulated to myself, that his greatest friendship in life actually had been his mother and people generally acknowledged that. And I, that really made me reflect on, you know, the bigger questions. What's it all about? We may not go and create an extraordinary life outside of our family. We may not, you know, become t- entirely detached. These relationships are fundamental, foundational, and they may well be the strongest of our lives. And they're the most important. I, you know, I think we know that um, from our own lives, but I can say this as a, somebody who's been studying families for 50 years, that that's exactly what the research says, that having a close relationship with your child is one of the most important contributors to adults' mental health, and having a close relationship to your parents is probably the single most important factor for adolescents and young adults' lives. So we want to keep those bonds strong, um, but we want to be able to adapt to the transitions that we go through as we develop into later stages of life. That might be hard for people who don't have a good relationship with a parent or who've had a series of carers in their life. What would you say to them listening? Well, I would hope that they have some substitutes um, that they can turn to. There's no question that there are some young people who are estranged from their parents who perhaps never had a very close relationship with them or maybe lost them to illness or death. Um, But it's important for young people to have a support network. Um, And hopefully that support network includes some people who are a little bit older and wiser. Mm -hmm. A lot of wisdom in your book and a lot is going to be required to to navigate these relationships that are becoming longer and more complex. Great to meet you and great to talk to you, Lawrence. Same here. Thank you very much. Professor Lawrence Steinberg, his book is called You and Your Adult Child, How to Grow Together in Challenging Times. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.